Here we go. Hi there. I just thought I would do a quick little update. Hello, check in podcast, YouTube. It's been a while. I've been doing some things on my podcast and some of them have come over to YouTube and some have not, but I just really wanted to check in and say hello, everyone. And I hope everyone is doing well. Um, you know, I have a feeling that uh, everyone is feeling a little topsy-turvy right now. We are between eclipses and we're in Mercury retrograde. And if you don't know or don't care about all of that, well, what I would say more than anything is listen to how you're feeling. How's your heart feeling these days? Are you getting a rapid heart rate, heart beat, heart rate? Are you feeling peaceful? Are you feeling um, like you're on a bit of a rocky boat ride? Um, you know, a lot of people are going through a lot of things. And that's probably been like, duh, like for the past, I don't know, some odd years. <laughs> uh, we've been all and we've been feeling a lot of a different, pretty tense and intense climate between um, the political scene and the um, oh, the shootings. So very, very sad uh, and so much going on. And part of what I said to somebody the other day about these shootings, they, they were like, well, we need to stop. We need to stop. Um, we need to enforce gun control and we need to stop allowing there to be so many guns out there. Well, I remember uh, my my dear friend, Miss Desmond, who many of you know or know of, um, when Columbine happened so many years ago, I don't even remember what year right now, but was it 2001 or was it late 90s? But when it happened, Des and I said, that's a sign. It's a sign that there are, is a lot going on with our kids. And guess what? There's a lot going on with all of us. And it doesn't mean that we need to go into our trauma so much. But I think we need to be able to honor the fact that probably all of us have experienced trauma in a variety of ways and allow ourselves to heal, allow ourselves to experience um, the emotional releases that happen, to be there for each other, just to love each other and love ourselves through them. Um, Des and I last year saw on Apple TV, um, I think it was called The Story of Ptolemy Gray. And um, holy cow, um, that's the wrong one. Let me see if I can get um, that movie is a story about what can happen to someone when they are not free, when they have no way to express and experience their trauma. And when, when we're supposed to act as though everything just is sort of business as usual, I remember the day my mother died. And they were surprised I wasn't going into work at the time to massage. And I felt like there should be a national holiday. You know, 
There are a lot of things that we go through. And I don't think it's meant for us to wear it like Carolyn May says, our woundology. We don't always need to put it out there. But I think we do need to be able to feel safe and allow ourselves to experience and know what is our experience and to express it, whether it comes out in tears or whether it comes out in moans or or however it comes out to allow ourselves and or if it doesn't even always come out, allow it to fuel us and purpose us and bring us more into the direction of what we're here for, what we're here to do. And so, but the thing is, trauma is real and there's a lot of it, probably more of us. It's probably more of a majority experience than a, than a major, more of a majority than a minority. So I'm thinking of all the shootings. Oh my gosh, those kids, those people have have undergone a lot of trauma. It isn't about just getting rid of the guns. It's about learning how to listen to ourselves and listen to each other and honor our feelings instead of ignoring them. You know, I go back to this example, crude as it might sound, but how many times a day or a week or in can you imagine in your life that you have felt like, I got to go to the bathroom, but it's not a convenient time. So I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait. And whichever way it is, there's this waiting and it's there and there's just waiting and it's there. And then all of a sudden, you know, you finally get to get up and go to the restroom and hope that it isn't too late. Hope that it, it, wasn't one of those things of, oops, I should have gone when I felt the need to go. How fair is that to our bodies? And how much do we do that to our emotions? I think a whole lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. It doesn't mean everybody else needs to know them. I'm talking on um, May 14th at the Spiritual Enrichment Center, and I'm talking about the mother and appreciating the mother that's everywhere. And the mother is within us. The mother is the one that knows when we're sad. The mother is the one that knows when it's time to go outside. The mother is the one that knows when it's time to eat and when it's time to sleep and what we need. And the mother is the one that knows when to tune in and feel concern for what other people need. So the mother is the nurturing part of us. It's the feminine part of us and everyone has it. I remember one of my psych students when I told her that she also had testosterone in her and she was like, no, no, I don't. I don't have any of that in me. Well, then I don't even remember what it was, but I pointed out, you know, yeah, when you feel um, like um, speaking up with more strength, and doing something that's more uh, strongly mm, maybe fighting for your rights or fighting for someone else who's needing something like that. Well, those are aspects of goodness of testosterone. And she 
she got it. She's like, oh yeah, okay, I get it. She didn't want to think, she wanted to say, I'm all female because we were talking about transgender and transvesticism. And she was absolutely against all of that and thinking that she was totally female. But we are all a composite of both. And I feel sorry for people that kind of feel caught in the uh, wanting to make sure that they are allowed to express both and be both, and yet almost having to um, just denounce uh, being any one of those and say, I am absolutely not any of those. I am, I am they, or I am fluid. Well, I hope in a way we all are somewhat fluid. We're probably more liquid than solid anyway. So why not allow the fluidity of our emotions, the fluidity of the impulses that are within us to, and maybe we don't always need to let them out. Maybe it's time to say, hmm, okay, Debbie, you had some white chocolate earlier. You don't need any more of that today. Okay, Debbie, you had a perfect bar. Um, you've had a few of them over the last couple of weeks. You don't need to buy that this time. Okay, so there's a part of us that can oversee what we're feeling and do healthy mothering, healthy governing in helping us to balance our experience and our expression. And yet that doesn't mean not to know what it is we're feeling. That doesn't mean to pretend that we're not feeling scared or hurt or angry or pretending that, uh, you know, those feelings are for other people. Those feelings are for sick people. No, we all have those feelings and we have a right to, we have a right to, and a responsibility. If you've heard me speak, you know, I talk about responsibility, the ability to respond. So I encourage even though I'm speaking very strongly today, more than I knew I was going to, I encouraging, I encourage gentling ourselves. Be gentle with yourself and gentle as though it's a verb. Gentle yourself, tender yourself, be loving, be aware of all the feelings that are in this vehicle, this body of yours, this vehicle for expression and experience, be gentle because, wow, A, you deserve it. And B, we've all been through a heck of a lot. And we are, I believe we are all collectively and individually healing. And C, no one else is going to know exactly what you're feeling or understand or understand exactly what you're feeling. And yet... Oh my gosh, there's lots and lots of love and empathy and kindness and goodness out there that is there for each and every one of us to experience. It's there waiting for us to open to it, to claim it, to allow it. And I'll tell you, I was one that wouldn't always allow it. I was one that couldn't always allow it. And I'm in a different phase now where it's just wonderful, wonder-filled 
to allow, to allow the goodness, to allow the gentleness, to allow the emotions to bubble up and release. And well, you know, it's there for all of us. It's there for us. And again, we don't have to wear our woundology. We don't have to broadcast or think that everybody needs, I used to say, everybody doesn't need an emotional enema. Everybody doesn't need to have certain people try to pull stuff out of them. I think we need far more gentleness than hard kinds of approaches. And to learn to respond into the gentleness, ooh, that might be big for lots of people who thought it had to be hard. That's a belief. That's a belief that it has to be hard. Life is not hard. Life is. And we don't need to have to believe in that kind of hardness. And we don't need to have hardened beliefs, hardened beliefs, beliefs that are so hardened, they can't allow good to flow or new kinds of opportunities to come in. Beliefs that are hardened are the beliefs of, you know, it's just always this way. It's always been this way and it's not going to be any other way. Well, guess what? We're in a time where, oh, many, many things are changing and are going to continue to change. And we can either be in the flow with it and move and ride with it and flow with it, or we can just be in the undertow and allow it to just pull us under and then wonder what, what in the heck happened and where we are. We are meant to be resilient. I believe we came in with purpose. I do believe that I, I can really remember that conversation about coming into this life. And I was excited thinking, yeah, piece of cake. What the heck? Sure, I'll come in. I'll be blind because that way I have access to the inner vision. And oh boy, it's taking me, keeping me one step closer. How cool is that? Uh, and I do believe that, but I also know that it meant putting up with lots of stereotypes, lots of, oh God, lots of stuff of other people, lots of projections, lots of, of, beliefs where people believe that the physical that they see is all there is and is the most important. Oh, man. And then I said, sure. Hey, I'll go into that alcoholic home. Why not? An alcoholic father. Hey, I'll learn about the concrete abuse of power, the concreteness of what happens when one is seducted by a substance, not seducted, seduced by a substance. What happens, it's funny, what happens when one is, I'm probably thinking of abducted and seduced. What happens when one is taken from who they are by that substance and they lose their power? What happens? Well, haven't we gotten to learn, many of us, about other things that seduce us, that take our power, where we suddenly find out, whoops, how did I get here? Oh, man, how did I let go of my power? Wow, how did I let go of who I am? Oh, it was that behavior or that hypnotic trance I found myself in from this person that I was attracted to, or 
oh, it was that way that I got talked into letting go of a whole bunch of money or giving somebody a, an account number or something crazy that I didn't know what I was doing at the time. I mean, I'm just thinking of examples, but don't we know in this world what has been happening with those kinds of abuse of power situations? So it's the same way with alcohol. So I said, sure, sure, put me in that. And, you know, I thought I had a really tough mother. And um, in a way, oh, in a way, it was tough. But boy, I had the best mother anybody could have ever, ever had, not because she was tough, but because I appreciate more and more the thinking that she did and had to do to figure out how to handle, oh my God, a little blind girl born three months premature um, in the early 50s. My mother was cut open with no anesthesia for them to take me out. What a courageous, horrific thing for her to do. And so anyway, I think that we come in choosing what roles we will play, what circumstances we will have, and we choose, and we then have our talents, our gifts, our previous lessons, or I don't even think of calling them lessons so much, our previous roles and situations where we discovered by play and experience what it was, what it was we could have further empathy how we could have further empathy, how we could love more deeply, how we could see and understand and have deeper insight. Eric Butterworth, some of you heard me say, Eric Butterworth, Unity writer, said to think of, instead of problems, think of them as projects. Well, I think we chose to come into these lives as projects and that our lives are filled with projects, projects that we're working with, playing with, discovering with, creating all sorts of things, but not because we came here as newbies just to learn lessons. No, no, no. We came here knowing a lot. We came here to be a part of, to experience, to realize, make real the source energy through the physical. We came here to be and do wonder-filledness. So anyway, I do have my podcast, and if you don't know about it, I'd love for you to subscribe. There are interviews with people on there, and there is, um, <laughs> there are, I think, two different kinds of things that I'm going to see on there, and maybe more. But one where I'm speaking like right now, I'm calling these speaking my word. And another where I interview people, usually pretty deeply, is called On the Inside Track. It's based on a podcast I used to have, On the Inside Track, and the subtitle for that is Defining Moments from There to Here. So defining moments from where you were and what was happening there to here. How did you get from there to here? What's been important? What have you learned along the way on the inside track? What have you experienced that has helped you to become even more you and shine that light and have more empathy and more, more in your toolbox for loving others and serving and bringing the light out in others? 
and being in the joy, the joy, the joy. Absolutely. I think that's what we're here for. We're here to enjoy. And that's a lot of source being source through us, expressing source energy through us, through that joy. So you can subscribe to my podcast. It's called This Time Around. You can get it on, oh gosh, you can ask your Amazon um, dis player to play this time around. You can go to Spotify. You can go to uh, any podcast player, pod catcher. And um, I have written it as this dash time dash around. There is another one out there by that same name, but you can also put in my name, Debbie Hazelton. And you have my YouTube channel here on YouTube um, under my name, Debbie Hazelton. I am on Facebook. Um, I also am on Mix Cloud, and I have a show there called In the Quiet. Would love for you to follow me on Mix Cloud. Um, might put up my uh, show, The Good Energy Mix, once in a while, but In the Quiet is the most important one because I think that In the Quiet, that's where we find greater elasticity of spirit. That's where we find renewal. That's where we can feel that connection and that. I call it the team. One of my friends, Akia Azula, who was on my podcast and on this YouTube channel, calls it her collective. So uh, feel free to reach out to me. I do have private sessions open. Sometimes I'm helping to reframe, helping you to reframe things, reframe, get a greater understanding, understanding of your experience, find new ways to express, new ways of empathy, find ways to clear. I help with EFT. And um, I also do Beyond Quantum Healing based on the program that was founded by Candace Craw Goldman based on the works of Dolores Cannon. It's hypnosis can uh, help you with um, all kinds of, could even be future life, past life, higher self, all kinds of different possibilities. Um, I am at debbiehazelton.com. That's how you can contact me. And um, please don't just sign me up for your lists and your email marketing and your, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm not interested in those. Um, I don't sign you up on mine unless I know that you want it. And I don't even have a list because I think we get too much email, but I am going to bring back my newsletter, The Hazeltonian, and um, would love to hear from you. If you can put something in the subject line, like from, from my YouTube channel or my podcast or something so that I know that you're not spam. Um, and because I don't like to eat it or read it. I don't like that spam. It's too close to ham. And I would rather be one than eat one. And um, and I love being silly. So many, many blessings, probably lots more to tell you. I am on Mastodon at Debbie Hazelton. Uh, Mastodon or at Debbie Hazelton. What is it? Dot Mastodon dot social, something like that. It is at Debbie Hazelton. If you know how to get to the dot social, then you'll know how to find me. And I'm still on Twitter as Debbie Hazelton, but I think that's pretty much going away. I am on Facebook that I, I don't do a whole heck of a lot there. Like I said, I do have some private sessions open. Email me, um, or if you know how to text or call me, feel free. And um, much, much love, many blessings. Thanks for being here.